Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is a show that is designed with you in mind. I am your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD, and as always, the goal here is to share accurate health information that will provide you the information you need to improve your health and your life. As always, I appreciate you joining me each week, and I see this as my mission and responsibility to ensure that you get the most up-to-date health information so that you're able to make informed healthy decisions. This show is heard each week on 1570 AM WIGO in Atlanta, 95.1 FM KSBT Radio in Houston, and all shows are aired and archived online on FMG Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Invasion Radio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, as well as YouTube. For details and showtimes, please go to my website at drdianethompson.com. That's D-R-D-I-A-N-E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.com. And while you're there, please sign up for updates. And of course, I'm on Twitter. It's at MD. I do want to remind you that the information provided is for educational purposes only and not intended for diagnosis or treatment. Please seek the advice of your healthcare provider before making any changes to your health. All right, so today we'll be talking about a topic that I find so very important. The topic is lupus and learning to thrive despite a lupus diagnosis. And I'll share my experience with lupus. I first heard about lupus many, many years ago when I was still a nurse before going to medical school. I was working as a nurse in New York, and I remember many young women being diagnosed with this disease, and they had no idea what lupus was, what they were in for. They were so frustrated because many of them had been misdiagnosed or there was a delay in diagnosis because, as we'll see, lupus can sometimes present in such a way that it's difficult to diagnose. I started looking around for resources for them in the Bronx, and I found out about the Bronx chapter of the Lupus Foundation. I contacted the woman who ran it for resources, and she has since passed on but she said to me hey we have a support group we need help running it I had no idea what a support group you know what was entailed in the running of a support group but I said I'm here I'm, I'm volunteering and so for about five years I was the coordinator and one of the facilitators for the Bronx chapter support group for lupus and Last year, I gave several talks to the support group in the Bronx as well as in Brooklyn, and this year I have plans to do so as well. 
So for me, lupus is really very important. And we're going to talk, as I said, about lupus itself and learning to thrive despite lupus. And to help me do this is my guest today. Her name is Judith Mills. Judith is a biomedical scientist and adjunct biology professor and CEO and founder of Butterfly Walkers, Inc. She is also the entertainment chair of the Alliance for Lupus Research Committee, as well as the founder and CEO of the Alliance of Hope for Lupus in Ghana. Judith Mills, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I am uh, so excited to talk about this topic of lupus because there's so many people out there who are struggling with this disease, and I'm always impressed when I see someone out there advocating, providing awareness, and all of that. So I really appreciate you being here. I did mention a little bit about what you did. Tell us a little more about you. How did you even get involved with lupus? I got involved with lupus when I got diagnosed with lupus at the age wow. of 16. And what age did you get diagnosed, you said? 16. Okay, okay. I, I imagine that must have been very challenging for you. Can you share a little bit about what you were going through when you, when you eventually get that diagnosis? What, what was going on? Well, it, it started out with small things. I, I was constantly anemic, uh, which was passed on from my mother because she's also um, anemic. So I would, you know, go through a series of iron, iron pills. And as time went on, um, the first symptoms was me losing my hair and, you know, the fatigue. And the, the doctors associated it with, you know, the fact that I was anemic. But it kept getting uh, progressively worse, and it became quite lonely because I'm complaining about all these aches and pains, and I was running track at the time, and um, I will get these injuries that wouldn't heal. And, you know, I got a lot of, you're lazy, you're pretending, oh, stop it, you know. And it, it, was, it was quite a lonely feeling because you're feeling all these pains and you're trying to tell people I'm, I'm hurting, but you, you don't look sick. So it's hard for people to actually believe what you're going through. So after my mom, she constantly kept taking me back and forth to the doctor's office. And they kept saying, oh, maybe because I ran track. Um, I need to, you know, give that up for a little while. So I did just that. And then I was still feeling the same type of symptoms. It got to a point where I couldn't even walk up the staircases at school. And I was like, something is definitely wrong with me. But everybody else was saying different because I didn't look fit. But finally, you know, on Halloween night, I think the vampires, uh, vampires came for me that night because um, I ended up in St. Barnabas. And they were, you know, they said I was, I had, my hemoglobin was four. I, it was like I have no blood in my system. I was dehydrated. And... They told my mother that they didn't think I was going to make it to the following day, but I'm still here now. So that's just a little bit of my experience with, with lupus. And thank goodness you're still here. And, and mm -hmm. I definitely know you're here for a reason, right? So one of the things is that a lot of women who've had the diagnosis of lupus, as I alluded to earlier, 
they too have had similar experiences of going through things and no one knowing what it is. So this is not at all very different from what I've seen uh, other people go through. And maybe with you being out there providing awareness and advocacy, so share with people who are listening uh, your understanding of what lupus is. The way I was told is that, you know, your body is attacking itself. Here's a little bit of medication that you're going to take, and there's no cure. And that was about it in a nutshell. But I, being the scientific person that I always was, I, you know, I took to the Internet and tried to learn a little bit about this illness since now, I was told that I, I would have to live with it for the rest of my life. And in a nutshell, what lupus is, your body is, is made to, to fight disease, uh, whether it's a cold, any, any bacterial infection. And your, your body is supposed to attack when these things come into the body. But in the case of lupus and many other auto, autoimmune diseases, your body gets confused and thinks that there's a illness coming in when really there's not, it's your own cells and tissues that it doesn't recognize and it start attacking it. And in the cause of that, there's inflammation, there's organ damage if, if it's not caught on time, and you go through all these symptoms from that happening inside of your body. So your body becomes at war with itself. Exactly. And as you mentioned, it is one of the autoimmune diseases, and, and autoimmune means self. It means just that, you know, the body attacking itself, as you said, and, and can attack many of the organs where patients end up with issues with their brain, issues with their heart, issues with their kidneys, and so forth. You also mentioned some of the signs and symptoms that you went through. Do you want to add to that for people who are listening in, some of the signs and symptoms of lupus? Yes, some of the signs and symptoms, you know, it's different for everybody. With me, I experienced the fatigue. I experienced the, the hair loss, the anemia, the, the achy joints, which my doctors at the time associated with the fact that I ran track. But some people become very sensitive to the sunlight. Um, butterfly rashes, some people get. Some people suffer from seizures. Some people also suffer from um, renal phenomenon where they get purple fingers and um, purple toes. Basically, there's no circulation, so it could be like 100 degrees outside, but their their um, their feet and hands will be ice cold because there's no circulation going there. And the fatigue is is number one. Some people also go through confusion, and some people also go through um, chest pain. Right. So uh, really, a, a lot of different symptoms. And one of the things is that it can be explained by so many different things. These symptoms exactly. it mm-hmm. may be explained by different things. And one of the reasons why people sometimes end up getting misdiagnosed or there's a delay in diagnosis. I mean, most people that I know, unless they have classic things like the butterfly rash, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, yeah. uh, many times they're, they're diagnosed with many different things. And then eventually, when those things can't explain everything, that's when they end up with a lupus diagnosis. And so that's one of the goals is that we can share some of these things with people who are listening so that if you're having many of these signs and symptoms, you can also, you know, you advocate for yourself. 
if someone is explaining it by something else, you know, you can advocate by, for yourself. You're educated about some of the presenting signs and symptoms, and you certainly, you are in your own right as a patient taking care of yourself to say to your health provider, hey, what about this or that, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. that's, that's exactly what I was doing because at the time I thought maybe I had Lyme disease because I, we used to run um, track in the woods, you know, to prepare for cross country. And, you know, the doctors ran that test since I brought it up, and it came out negative. Now, one of the things that we, you know, I mentioned the different young folks that I saw in the hospital, and you being involved with lupus advocacy, um, what group of people do you notice are frequently affected by this? Oh, uh, I would say women of African descent, um, Latinos and Asians, they they tend to get lupus more um, often than other races. And nobody understands why, but it's just something that happens. And to this day, we, we do not have an answer for that, but we tend to get lupus more. And that is definitely what the evidence is showing. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. When we come back, we will talk more about lupus. We'll, we'll talk about some of the work you're doing in Ghana. We will also share resources for people who have lupus or their family members of people with lupus and they're looking for resources out there. We'll share that with them. So we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 a.m. WIGO. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. All right, welcome back. If you are just joining us, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. I'm speaking with Judith Mills, and Judith is a biology professor. She's the entertainment chair of the Alliance for Lupus Research Committee, as well as the founder and CEO of the Alliance of Hope for Lupus in Ghana. And we also just found out that she is also a survivor and someone who's thriving despite lupus. So, Judith, tell us a little bit about the Alliance of Lupus Research, as well as the Alliance of Hope for Lupus in Ghana. When I got diagnosed with lupus, I was I was looking for help, help as in support. And I, I first um, started out volunteering for um, Lupus Foundation of America. And as time went on, because I was going to school for biology and I wanted to become a scientist, I was introduced um, to the Alliance for Lupus Research by a former president of the Lupus Foundation of America, New Jersey chapter. So I went on to, you know, work with them and see what they were about. And when I got there, I got very involved and became a part of their um, committee where when the walk is happening, you know, I will be responsible for getting DJs and cameramen and things of that nature. Um, Also, I I became one of their um, speakers. So when they're having events, I'll do a little speaking engagement, come share my story to help others. And... 
you know, that's my involvement with the Alliance for Lupus Research. And it was uh, founded by Woody Johnson because his daughter got lupus. And he didn't see there was a lot of organizations that were funding research. So he came up with his own organization. That's how it started in 1999, which is it's a kind of a coincidence because that's the year I got diagnosed. So that's, that's the role that I play with the Alliance for Lupus Research. Now, the Alliance of Hope for Lupus in Ghana, after years of being an advocate for Lupus Foundation of America and also Alliance for Lupus Research, I realized the more people that I meet, they needed individual help. And it's the, it's the same thing that happened to me. When I, when I got diagnosed, around that time, at the age of 18, you get kicked off insurance. So it happened to me, and... I just saw my mother's paycheck just disappearing, you know, towards my medication. And I was told about resources after the fact. One resource was, um, you know, going to um, city welfare, and, you know, they, they could help provide you with medication and things of that nature. They have programs there. So I realized that there were not organizations like that out there that would, you know, if somebody call and say, hey, I need help, um, I, I do not have insurance, I, I need to pay for my, for my pills, and I, I have nowhere of getting that because I do not have insurance. So I was like, well, I needed to form an organization dedicated to that. So I chartered the Butterfly Walkers Incorporated, which is a nonprofit, it's 501c3, and I started it here in New Jersey, and what I would do is, you know, give advice um, and lead a lot of the patients to resources because I was meeting a lot of lupus patients that did not have insurance, and the medications are expensive. So, you know, I started out, you know, giving advice and also being the fact that um, I have a, uh, a medical background. I used to share a lot with, um, you know, their eating habits. Because um, I felt that that played a huge role in me being here, and, you know, constantly keeping me from a flare-up, you know, the right foods and stuff. So, you know, anytime I will usually speak to someone, they'll rec- they'll recommend me to somebody else, and I just kept doing that. And I was like, being of African descent, because I was born in Ghana, and I was raised here. I was getting, you know, people were telling me, you know, via Facebook, because I'm very active on Facebook, you know, there's people in Ghana that's also suffering from lupus. And I was like, well, let me see if I could take a trip there. At the time when I um, founded the organization in Ghana, my, my, the, the Butterfly Walkers was not 501c3 yet. It just became 501c3. And I just basically had to come out of pocket. You know, adjunct professor, you don't make that much. But it, it's, it's the only type of work I can do because of my fatigue level. So um, I just came out of pocket and I said, I need to go and go see the situation there. And yes, indeed, when I got there, it was not good. There, there were not enough doctors on board to actually deal with the disease. So when I went and I saw the situation, I said, I really have to do something about this. And then it came down to the medications to even treat the, the patient. If you, if you have enough money to even afford to see a doctor, then are you, are you even going to have the money to be able to purchase your medication? So I saw that was an issue there. So 
after forming the organization, I, I, I made it my goal to make sure that this next time that I come around, I'll get donations of medications to give to the patients. So I just left Ghana this past um, October. I, I went there and I did a lupus awareness walk, um, and I also donated medications. And I'm working currently with a couple of the doctors there in Ghana. Uh, one of the doctors' name is Dr. Daly. He's a very well-known dermatologist in, in Ghana. And we've been working back and forth to see how we could uh, combat this, this illness. And even, after, even in my absence, I'm still getting emails and uh, phone calls on new patients. And, you know, all of them usually tell me when I speak to them about their eating habits, it makes a tremendous um, difference in, in the way they feel. And I, I strongly believe that a lot of these autoimmune diseases has a lot to do with what we put in our body. So, you know, I usually tell them to, you know, stay away from gluten and things of that nature. And, you know, and sugar, which could be the worst enemy to anybody with an autoimmune disease is what I tell them. And they find it hard, you know, in the beginning, but when they start listening, they see the differences themselves. So it's just these things that I, I do in Ghana. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to my next trip so I can definitely get the Ministry of Health involved because it's not going to be a huge amount of differences being made if the Ministry of Health does not step in because they believe that lupus doesn't really exist in Ghana. But there's, there's many, many patients being diagnosed on a daily basis. And, you know, places like, you know, Africa or any third world country, usually when a disease comes along and they can't properly diagnose it, they yell witchcraft, witchcraft. So, you know, there's so many people in Ghana right now that, you know, nobody can tell what's happening with them because the, di- the, the, the doctor is not properly trained to diagnose lupus and they're like, you know, sleeping in prayer camps being prayed for. And, and that's not where they need to be. At the end of the day, we, we need both spiritual and physical. Spiritual is praying, but the physical is seeing a doctor and, and, and treating itself. So it's these things I have to explain to them when I usually go home as well. Wow. I want to say kudos to you for doing that. Because the first thing is many people get diagnosed with many different things and they take care of themselves, which they should, but they don't necessarily look outward to see how they may help someone else. So whenever I see that happening, I really feel inspired and I, it's a certain level of respect that I have for people who are willing to do that. So kudos to you. And please keep doing that work you're doing. Because you know what, there are people out there who are having a constellation of symptoms, they they don't know what's going on. And as you say, in certain parts of the world, things are explained as witchcraft, or it's just in your head or something like that. And so for someone else to come along and say, you know, no, this is probably what's going on, or at least bring awareness to to this disease, I think it's a very important thing. So please continue to do that. Another thing you mentioned is the importance of food. I definitely agree with you that nutrition plays such an important role in many, many, many diseases. We're seeing that now, that what you put in your bodies many times will affect you. So I think it's definitely a part of the equation in many diseases that are out there. So it's great that you are also bringing awareness 
to what people eat. I wonder in terms of Ghana, what do you see yourself achieving? What, what is the ultimate goal of you going there? What, what would make you happy and say, you know, well accomplished? What is it that you want ultimately? When they will finally realize that lupus is very real in Ghana and that it is a conversation topic. Because we live in a world that everybody's afraid of cancer and they're afraid of AIDS. But frankly speaking, lupus affects more people than those diseases combined. And when they get to that point where there's an acceptance that, hey, this disease is here, it's not contagious, um, it's something that, you know, happens um, there's no cure for it. Let, let's, let's start striving towards awareness for this disease, and I think then my work will be done. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned resources. There are people listening in. Perhaps they've been diagnosed with lupus, or maybe they have family members with this diagnosis. Where would you point someone for resources as they're looking for help with this? Well, it all depends on um, what help they need. I'll give you a few examples. There was a young girl that I helped who had lupus and another one who didn't have lupus, but she had another autoimmune disease, which was Crohn's. I, I work with all different types of autoimmune people, but I focus mostly on lupus. And she wanted to go to school, and, you know, she couldn't afford school, so I led her to a program called um, DVR, that is Division of Vocational Rehab. And what they do is they work with people with disabilities, and help them get back to work and also get back to school. So they have funds to help you pay for school. Also, for, for the people that need medication and cannot, cannot afford it, there's an organization called Needy Meds, um, that is needymeds.org, and they help you pay for your medication. Depending on your financial status, you may get some of the medications for free, but sometimes you have to pay just a little less than you probably would pay at the pharmacy. Are there particular organizations that you would recommend people visit if they're looking for information on lupus? Yes, um, the Alliance for Lupus Research, also the Lupus Foundation of America, and also my website, um, which is bwall.org, that is B-W-A-H-L.org, and also the Mali Lupus Fund, um, there's several organizations out there. And we'll also make sure that those are on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane Thompson, so that people can have link to those. My final question for you is uh, for someone who's just diagnosed or even someone who's been diagnosed and they're having challenges, having a difficult time with this disease, what is the best advice you would give them to help them thrive despite a lupus diagnosis? The best advice that I would give them is, you know, know yourself. What I mean by that is when you have an autoimmune disease such as lupus, you get a lot of people coming at you the wrong way. What I mean is they, they feel if today you are able to come out and hang out, you should be able to do that tomorrow, and it becomes frustrating. So what I usually tell, you know, the newbies that's, you know, been newly diagnosed or to people that are already living with this disease and don't know how to handle that, but you have to choose you. You have to choose you because they're not going to understand that every day is not going to be the same. Wonderful advice. All right. Let our listeners know where they can contact you. 
Um, you, you guys can definitely contact me on uh, my website, which is bwahl.org. That is bwahl.org. Um, all the links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Tumblr, and, and Pinterest is there when you go on the website. And my contact information is also there, my phone number, my emails. I'm constantly keeping it busy with the social media. All right, and we'll make sure that, again, that link to your website is also on my page for our listeners. And to you, the listeners, I'm going to leave you with the quote of the week. It says, no matter how slow you go, you're still lapping everyone who is still on the couch. I want to thank you so much for listening. Remember, your health is your wealth. And Judith Mills, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thank you. All right, listeners, until next time, everyone. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drdianeathompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.